Right? You know it. Hi, everyone. It's the December episode. It's the holiday season. So whoop de doo and hickory dock. And don't forget to hang up your sock. You coming down the chimney down. You're in a scatty mood. I am. I guess I'm in a scatty mood. Welcome to Stay of Homekins. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I am an actress. We are a married couple living in Los Angeles, and this is our after-dinner podcast. Well, we're still just chewing the fat with one another. <laughs> after all this time, we still speak. We still do it, and we share our after-dinner conversation with you guys, and we don't know where it's going to go. It, it, we never do. We never do, and we never look back. <laughs> uh, we're going to be married 14 years in April. Mm. What is that one? I do not know. Fine art <laughs> or copper. Or take your wife to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Those, the, the modern ones, you know, they have the traditional gifts. For each anniversary. And then they've added like, in modern era, you can also do this. Uh And the modern ones are always like diamonds. (laughs) It's always really expensive shit. That's the modern? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people didn't want people being creative anymore. They're like tin. Okay, what can I give that's tin that's interesting and sentimental? They're like, Hmm. no, just give me gold. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We don't even give each other stuff on our anniversary so much. No, we don't. We're, we're not, not really big on that. We're not that. big gift givers in that way. That's fine. Can I tell you something? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. I just thought it would be funny because who would ever say that? Mean people say that. I'm sorry. And uh, you know what about mean people? They suck. Mean people suck. That should be... That should be like a, like a bumper sticker or something, or like a movement. <laughs> it should be a movement for sure. I want to know what you're going to tell me for real. Well, we talked about this over Thanksgiving with your mom, and I keep thinking about it because oh, look, I don't know what it is as far as gift giving goes. Oh, the I, I don't have Christmas stuff. I don't have an amazing. There's two things at play here. Number one, I don't like getting gifts that much. When it's like a compulsory thing, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I have to give you a gift because this is a gift day. And it's pretty much Christmas. Like, I don't really get cr- birthday presents. Well, you and I do birthday presents every once in a while. Sure. But we don't always do them. No. But for Christmas, because we always celebrate with family, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to get stuff. I don't want people to have to go to the trouble of thinking about what might be a good gift for me. Mm-hmm. I also don't have an amazing hit rate in terms of buying things for people. But mm-hmm. when, I, when I hit, it's a bullseye. Mm-hmm. When I don't, it sucks. Mm-hmm. So what I would like mm-hmm. is either we stop doing it, mm-hmm. right? That's no fun. I know, but we're all grown-ups. There's no kids around. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know, but it's like... Okay, so that's one option, which no one will go for. 
<laughs> or what I think would be interesting. Okay. Is you've, if you were to provide, if everyone involved in the, in the gift giving circle, circle, thank you, provides five or more genres of gift where you can say, if you get me one of these things, I'll always be fine with it. Like, for me, it's like, if you got me a tie. Which, by the way, my mom, like, religiously buys you yeah. a tie. and I every... love it. It's perfect. But wait, you know what she told me? What? <laughs> she bought them all 50 years ago? No. <laughs> She's like, I, I, I ordered Paul's tie. I hope it's not the same one I got him <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. And I was like, gosh, I mean, like, she could branch out from where she <laughs> gets the ties. True, but I, I mean, she I always don't... gets you like a very, like, traditional kind of tie. She gets me a nice bow tie from Ben Silver. Yeah. Same company every time. Maybe the same tie every time. It's, not, it's never been the same tie. Okay. It's never been the same tie. But if you, if you can have a, a, a series of things where you say anything in this category. Well, like I, I like, I like getting a cookbook every year. Like a, right. I like being gifted cookbooks. Like right, right, that's right. a cool gift. Yeah. And then you can make something from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just one thing. Like you can, you can choose other things, you know, and say. Like kitchen. Kitchen, that's my area. Kitchen. Exactly. Like. You know, yes. like you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Although. <laughs> Although what? Sometimes I have been gifted things like I kind of already have. Yes, that's true. So it has to be a unique. Yeah. Thing. But you know what? I would rather be gifted something I already had than something I just don't want or would use. I'm a big as far as gifts go, mm-hmm. I'm like a real, I'm into practicality. Like that is my mm-hmm. zone yeah. of like f- solving a problem for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that's sort of where I thrive. I'm not so much like, oh, here's a beautiful silk scarf you would never buy yourself. Right. You know, right, right, right. I'm like, here's a body alarm so you can walk to the parking garage <laughs> at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I just, I don't know why those are like appealing to me. Mm-hmm. I think one year I bought my reps. I, th- I think I've said this on the podcast before. So this is, so it sucks that I'm do- <laughs> repeating things. <laughs> it happens on podcasts. That I, re- that I bought them all one year, uh, like, you know, like an earthquake, mm-hmm. like, you you would need to crank your like a radio, yes. but also like charge your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a crank, like a hand crank, hand sort crank of. radio charger thing. Yeah. I thought that was like a really good gift to keep with you in case there's like an apocalypse or whatever. I wouldn't mind it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do feel like it just fe- it, it it starts to get. What's wrong with that one? They're creating a lot of heat, and I'm trying oh. to reduce the heat. Did you, unless you want me to turn on the air conditioning. No, I'm actually chilly. <laughs> <laughs> Janie and I are at that stage of coupledom of where life. we are 
absolutely uh, on opposite ends of the spectrum in well, temperature. Well, someone is dealing with some some things, some temperature <laughs> things. True. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. What am I going to like? Go into my 10-minute chunk on menopause. <laughs> like, <laughs> these hot flashes are driving me bananas. <laughs> I mean, my God, I'm sweating around here. It's an interesting. I like that you do a character. Mm. You have that voice. You do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. then you still get to be you. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so people see you so on the street, do, you're dressed like yourself. What, you're not so dressed like, like the character. What, like, it's like if I, my like comedy, like my stand-up comedy persona, mm-hmm. it would be like in Mrs. Maisel, like the Jane Lynch. Exactly like Jane Lynch puts on the, what is she, she like? She becomes kind of like a hayseed. Yes, exactly. Lady, but yeah. she's really like a rich bitch. Yeah. And... Uh, so like for me, like I would be like this nat, well, I'd be like carrying around like a frying pan yeah, and being like, I'm going to bonk my husband over the head with this frying pan. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? We don't know. <laughs> Wait, is that what they call back to me? No, that's the audience <laughs> saying how, you know, like, how are we supposed to know if you're going to bonk your husband over there with a frying pan? <laughs> We're reporting this. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's my stand-up persona. It's terrific. Okay, getting back to the gifts. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. It feels like... How are you going to pitch this to the fam? I'll send an email. And you it... are going to send it in an email. Yeah, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. It's probably too late by now. Well, definitely that. Yeah. Maybe should I pitch it Christmas morning? I mean... And say, hey, I'm sick of this shit. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't open the pitch with, I'm sick of this shit. That's, that's non-negotiable. I'm sorry. I simply must open with, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, Christmas is like, it is a consumerism frenzy. Yeah, but I mean, how do you feel about it? I feel like I... Maybe don't stress as much over the gift buying as other people do. Like, I I kind of enjoy a little bit of just, like, shopping for, shopping around. No, I understand. I mean, I, 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 that aspect of it, I guess, I, I intellectually understand that, (laughs) but I don't feel that. I'm more likely to see something and say something. And say something. If I see a backpack <laughs> left by the subway. You're going to say something. Yeah. I'm much more likely to be inspired outside of the Christmas season by stumbling upon something and saying, you know who this would be perfect for. You know what I mean? I, Which is a fun feeling. Yeah. But the feeling of Christmas shopping is always like, I, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't like that people are doing it for me. <laughs> well, no one likes doing it for you. I'm going to tell, I'm going to be honest with you. Well, then they can stop. <laughs> no one likes doing it for you. And why is that? And the stress is because like you, 
buy yourself everything. That's right. You don't leave any, like, you never, like, you never. Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to, like, drop hints throughout the year and then hope somebody picks up on it? I mean, to me, okay, this is. I'm I'm 55 (laughs) years old. I feel like this is sort of like the difference in how people view gift giving. Yes. Because for me, like, I'm thinking about the person. Mm-hmm. And what they could use. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know my brother likes to cook. Mm-hmm. So, and and I might get them something, like, for their kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. So, it's sort of like a way of, like, seeing the person. Mm-hmm. That's my laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just enough. To me, it's like a way of seeing the person. I get that. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it could be, like, you're a comedian. Maybe someone gets you, like... A joke book. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's not right, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows you, like, wood-covered things. Mm-hmm. So they are like, I bought you a little wood cover for your iPhone. Well, guess what? Paul already has a wood cover for his iPhone. Because so, he just buys himself everything. Okay, so what am I supposed to do? I guess, like, I don't know. I only shop for myself on in January. <laughs> then the rest of the year, I just hope, if I've seen something, that somebody else has seen it, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know why you're hard to buy for. I really don't. I don't know why you're hard to well, buy. Well, that's for. why I want to do the 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 five and up genres. What are your genres? Do I you think know your ex- genres. I think accessories, like clothing accessories. Clothing accessories. Yeah. Not Ta- clothing, but clothing accessories. Yeah, I think to to buy like, you know, a pair of pants for somebody is a big swing, but socks, uh, cufflinks. Um, ties, you know what I mean? Things like that. Okay. That are like, they can be used in many different ways. Yeah, like guy, like man gifts. Yeah. Man gifts. <laughs> what are the other, what are the other genres? Well, I'd have to think about that. Okay, see? Like, even you have trouble yeah, shopping for yourself. Hold on a second. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That even you have trouble Christmas shopping. I would take the, but I could take the time and say, (laughs) I have to like stop and think about it. What are what are some things that I would never, that would never be an issue? Plus, also we're traveling. Yeah. So it's like, can I get this home in a suitcase, or am I going to have to go to the post office? Right. That's not cool. And mail some fucking thing to myself. Right. Now I have a chore. Right, like, you know, like, my brother gave me, like, a nice knife for Christmas one year. Like, am I going to fly with that? You Probably that. not. You could check your luggage, though. Right, but then it's like, you got to pay for that. You got to pay to check your luggage. Yeah, depending on the airline, I guess. Man. All right, well, I'm sorry that Christmas is bringing you such angst. Okay, uh, those are your words, not mine. Okay, allow me to reflect back to you 
what I think you're feeling. Mm -hmm. You're sick of this shit. That's my opener. So what is that? How would you categorize that? Not so much angst as like... You're like fucking over it. Incandescent rage. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is a... Do you know what it is? If there is going to be rage at Christmas, incandescent rage is festive. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the most festive rage. It's the most festive rage. Um, I think that I feel... I feel, it feels like homework to me because I also end up taking on a lot of stuff at this time of year... Um, and then that, I, that I always kind of forget about that until <laughs> we're already in South Carolina and then okay, I'm like, but oh, can, shit. I, can we be honest? Yeah. I do the shopping for both of us. For certain Fam- people. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking specifically about me then. No. Because that's who. Because I also I've also gotten things for your mother that have been failures. <laughs> I don't remember failures, but she's kind of hard to buy for, to be honest. Yeah, she is. She's very because she's very particular about her style, which is like I think she has good style. Actually, I think she has good taste. Your mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I do. I do. Yeah. You know, not everything is the way that I would do it. But you I mean can appreciate the white furniture? It. I would not have white Which furniture. Which is like so enraging to me. I know. But she, but you have to, when she says she, she wanted always wanted the, it. the white furniture. She always wanted it. And now she finally has it. You have to give it up for that. You okay. Know what I mean? But it's so impractical. And on yeah. top of that. Oh, it's insane. They shouldn't make white furniture. But you shouldn't always <laughs> just give in to everything you've always wanted. Because she also always wanted um, a fake tree with the with the fake snow. Yes. And I, number one, I had to help her get the freaking fake tree out every year and put it back. Mm-hmm. And it is a nightmare, messy nightmare. Because of the flocking. It's like dandruff is like falling all over me. It's all over the floor. It I is fucking such hate it. a goddamn mess. It gets everywhere. And she's like, I always wanted a tree with flocking. But when I was growing up, my mother said it was too messy. And I was like... Yeah, maybe there were some things that your mom was, like, right about. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't everything she was wrong about. It's also not a green tree, right? No, it's green, but it's covered in that, like, dandruff shit. Boy, it's really covered, because I can't remember the green too well. Yeah, no, it's like a fake tree. <laughs> yeah. Should we do a fake tree? Yes, I've been begging you to do a fake tree for years. How dare you? I mean, I can't even believe you're just saying, should we do a fake tree? When I have literally been like hinting around that. I know. No, you've mentioned before. I, I, I absolutely acknowledge that you have mentioned it many times. Yes. And I have said many no, times. You no. said no fucking way. <laughs> I said, I'm sick of this shit. You said, no I'm sick way. of this shit. No fucking way. <laughs> Uh, you know, we have to have a real tree. We have to have a real tree. We have to go get a tree. And put it on the fucking car and then drag it around and then it makes a fucking mess and it dries out, when, <laughs> it, you know, and it's, uh, it's like a whole thing. Of course, we don't have a tree this year. I know we don't. I didn't even put the lights up on the house this year. Listen, guys, we're fucking barely hanging on by a thread over here. We are 
stressed. We are like, <laughs> we're like trying to have our traditions with our families and we're trying to have our traditions <laughs> in our household mm-hmm. and we can't even keep up with those things. Let's do a fake tree. What? Yeah. Okay, but we're not buying. You know what? We buy it in the summer. When it's cheaper? When it's fucking cheaper. Okay. I'm telling you. Okay. Plus, we don't have anywhere to put it right now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. I think uh, our old friends Twinkly make a tree. Mm-mm. I think so. They make a tree or they are like in collab with, you know. Like Twinkly X balsam fake tree? Fur, whatever, what, or what is the one company that Butcher you always- and B. <laughs> now you see them in the in the Nordstrom. They set up in the Nord, the balsam. I don't know. Whatever they look like, real trees though, the fake trees. Oh right, all right. I don't know. I think I, I think it's twinkly, but I will look. Lauren and them have fake trees of different colors. I know. Well, she Lauren has her famous Halloween. She has her tree. Halloween tree. Our friend Jess Jarden has the famous pink tree. She has the pink tree. And what color is, is Samantha's? Oh, Samantha's is like, I, oh, why am I blanking on hers? It's either white or silver or something. I think it's silver. Yeah. A silver tree would be cool, but I know, like, like if you're going to go fake, there's two ways you can go. Like, mm. it looks like a fake representation. You, you can either go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> but you could also go with a tree that looks real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, like, preference? I like the real-looking tree just because that is the classic it might, look. It might fool a couple people. Yeah, idiots. And then you can say... Burn that candle. It smells you like say, a- idiot. You thought this was a real tree? Look in the camera. We fucking got your ass. And then we put it online and we go viral. I don't know how to feel about... This guy thought the tree was real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about our decision to do this because I don't know if I'm fully committed, and I'll tell you why. I was the one lobbying for the fake tree. Yeah. But, I ha- but now that it's happening in this conversation, I have to admit, I think I liked that you were like a pain in the ass like purist about it. <laughs> That's the one part you liked about it. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like it was like I, it was. Now that's going to be gone. Like this conversation we have every year, and also, like, <laughs> <laughs> but also. So you admit you saying, "Why don't we get a fake tree?" Me saying, "No, absolutely not." But also me being like, "Oh, this is such a nightmare," and then the stress, and then we go and strap it on the car, and the, and I'm like, "I'm gonna take the surface roads and not the freeway," and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's a mess, and then all this stuff, and then, but then I'm like, get, we put it up, and then I think he was fucking right. It, it's, it's good. You know what I mean? I know, but. Honestly, I think I'm ready to let go of that tradition in favor of just being able to do it at any right moment. away. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we went away for Thanksgiving. We don't usually do that. And so coming back. We've done it two years in a row now. Ugh, but not, and we've not done ever it early, again, though. Early in our relationship, we'd go to Philly quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But then when we started staying here, we realized how much we liked it. 
Yeah, that's why I feel like it's not great that you schedule a Varietopia that weekend before Thanksgiving. I feel like it should be two weekends before Thanksgiving. Why? Because then you're not caught in any Thanksgiving travel, anything. I think a full week before is not that bad. It's not a full week before. It's like a few days before. No. It's like a weekend before and it falls on a Thursday. This this time the show was six days before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, but last year it was like five. Okay, so how about... Next year, it's none. I do the show and I come back. <laughs> All right, listen. We don't stay. The this staying is, is the problem. This is not a good conversation to have on the podcast. It's true. It's true. Because number one, it's boring. This number is two- off-mic business. Oh, no. You think people aren't eating this up with a knife and fork? Oh, you think they are? Oh, this is delicious. This is? Yeah. This. The real behind-the-scenes stuff. This is the most... <laughs> really? No. I mean... Wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, there's freaks out there. Well, anyway, we were in Charleston because you did Varietopia there. I, you had a great turnout. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charleston. People loved the show. I got so much, like so many people said they really enjoyed it. Um, they, you know, they didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, I, I'm not going to say like who was on it because I know you take it on the road and you want to keep it. No, we can say, we can say, because this, that was kind of our show for the, that was our kind of lineup for the year. And then next year is the whole new show. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. But we had uh, Open Mike Eagle was our, was our musical guest. He's always great. He's, he's played with us so many times. Uh, River Butcher did some stand up, Um, And those were the two guests. We don't, we we were able to have more guests. Uh, Usually we have three guests on the show. When we're in L.A. Right. And, like, maybe you can have more depending on, like, what cities you go to yes. in the new year and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone loved the show. They texted how much they enjoyed all the guests, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then for Thanksgiving, we did hang out with my mom and her friend. And, uh, and then uh, my friend from high school came over. Who happened to be my high school boyfriend? Yeah, happened to be. <laughs> that that's fun. It was fun. We had a very nice Thanksgiving. It was actually really fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the travel the travel's crazy. And since uh since we were last on this podcast. So the writer strike or sorry, the actor strike did end, but then in the interim, this happened in the interim where there was, like, this contract that we had to ratify. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, so crazy because people were going, like, I'm not going to ratify it. Yeah. And people were like, no, we're going to ratify it. And then we finally found out this week that it got ratified. And so it is now officially, even though people got the the green light to go back to work and we were able to release some of our podcasts that we had on mm-hmm, ice that dealt mm-hmm. with struck material. Yeah. And it finally got ratified. And I have to tell you, that was like, I'm so tired from it all. It was exhausting. It really was exhausting to be in the suspended state and to feel like, you know, being worn down by the executives and capitalism in general and, um, you know, and just having just the way that it was dealt with of like, no, absolutely not. We're not going to meet any of these 
you know, to be told that that a lot of these things were like basic decency kind of, you know, asks. Like normal raised stuff. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also yeah. conditions, things about conditions. And it was just like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, come on, man. What, what you guys are, these people have, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like revisit the whole sadness of the strike. Yeah. But, but then there was like, but the way that it impacted the actors in a way, it impacted the actors in a way it didn't impact the writers, which is it, created this division within our within our union that yes. didn't that maybe existed in sort of like a mild way before all of this yeah and then after this strike which was the longest strike for the actors in history mm-hmm. it created this real hard line between people who are like against the union yeah they felt that the union caved and accepted a deal that was unacceptable and, you know, I mean, the, I'm not, it was not my, the deal was not perfect to me. To me, it was like a spectrum thing. It was like, it was like, here's like a perfect contract that we want and here's what we had. Yeah. And it's going to fall somewhere in the spectrum. And it didn't fall directly in the middle. It fell, it fell more toward what we were asking for, but it fell short. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. that's sort of like how it goes every single time. Yes. So, so yeah, that was just like a crazy, a crazy thing that happened Yeah. Um, since we last checked in, mm-hmm. but now it's over and now it's like business as usual. And now we're back in like this busy time mm-hmm. and I just feel like totally overwhelmed by like everything. It's yeah. like, oh, you're turning like all these, like 17,000 auditions in five days. I'm like, ah, I can't. I know, but. I don't know. We'll see what the new year brings. We'll see. Yeah, what's yeah, be like. yeah. But it's great that it got um, settled before the holidays. Yeah, and that yeah, things yeah. were able to like crank back up. Mm-hmm. And I've already worked. I'm not. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it yet. Um, just a just a one day on something. But um, but I will when I'm allowed. When I get the go ahead, I plan to like. Do like a Substack post about it. Yeah, and, and after it airs, we can talk about the experience and how much fun you had. And oh yeah, like yeah. it was like pretty cool. And I speaking of working and fun, I did something for Dropout TV. Yeah, over the weekend. Oh, tell people about Dropout TV and what it is and where they can find it. Because yeah, a lot of people might not know what it is. I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but it's it's a uh, it's a streaming platform. You can get it on your Apple TVs and your Roku's and things like that. Um, and it's uh, kind of the evolution of uh, uh, a site called College Humor, um, which was a site that did... <gasps> Hi, Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Did sketch comedy. And, uh, you know, a lot of really funny people came out of that. And a lot of people that came out of that, uh, you know, under this guy, Sam Reich, uh, who, who started the, the platform, you know, joined this thing called Dropout TV. And it's like a network where they have a bunch of different types of shows. It's kind of skewed towards the the nerdy, like real pop culture stuff, you okay. know, um, sci-fi fantasy. Like they have a couple Dungeons and Dragons shows. And you know, it's like sort of like shows. a, like it's a streaming platform. People like subscribe to it like a monthly kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, you get subscribe a subscription. Mo- monthly and you get access to everything they have on there. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a, it's a comedy network, you know, so they it's have a lot of, it's only. a lot of comedians it's doing things. It's comedy yeah. only. Yeah. 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 Although apparently like these role playing game shows get heavy, I guess. Like people are really invested in them. 
Mm. Like these 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 shows have a pretty substantial fan base, mm-hmm. and um, people are really dedicated to it. And they've been following these people, a lot of these people for a, for a long time. Okay, you know? and I got asked to do something uh, earlier this year for the first time. And was delighted. And I had such a great experience because it's really, they're really scrappy. They're really indie. And what they're able to do with, uh, you know, kind of a small budget, mm-hmm. you know, they they really like, they they put everything they've got into it. And the vibe there is great. I'm all about like, an, like indie streamers because like... As much as, you know, we all enjoy, like, the Netflixes or the Apple TVs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, I think that the atmosphere mm-hmm. or the climate is ripe for, like, more indie streamers to yeah. emerge. Yeah. And kind of sustain themselves on a subscription model and, like, make cheap TV. To me, mm-hmm. I described it to someone and they were like, wait, you you should, you should trademark what you said because uh, I was trying to describe what dropout TV was to someone I was like it's essentially like the uh, the cable access of streaming mm-hmm. because it's independent like it's done out of somebody's yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's not rented. a corporation yeah 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 they shoot on a they shoot in a studio that's not far from where we live and you know it's it's not like a gigantic and do space. they own the studio or they rent it that's a good question and I don't know I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. I, it was like we shot this new series that's coming out. Um, What's the name of it? I don't think it's been announced yet, so I probably shouldn't say Oh, okay. okay. Um, but I got to spend a day with, you know, seven other, seven or eight other really funny people. Um, some I had met before, some I was meeting for the first time. And everybody, they could not have been warmer or more welcoming the the cast crew everything it was like a really positive experience that's awesome yeah. i can't wait well we'll have to announce it when it gets when it finally gets announced oh we will baby i'm so excited because i know we're coming up on our our ads mm-hmm. um we have a new sponsor this episode um two of our sponsors of this episode are friends of the pod and I just like I think it's so cool that we've got friends of the pod who are advertising on our. I can't. I have no idea who this is, and I can't wait to find out. Well, it's well. We will You're be about right to back find out. Yes. after a few words from our lovely sponsors. New sponsor alert! Oh my god, we got one of those alerts. We are pleased to have a new sponsor in Divine Distillers. Divine Distillers, let me tell you all about them, and I mean all. Divine Distillers is a small craft distillery based in Independence, Oregon, specializing in spirits made from locally sourced fruits, and they pride themselves in drawing out their natural flavors and complexity while seeking to adapt tradition with innovation and creating spirits, blend of the old and the new, spirits that capture the essence of the Willamette Valley. Heard of it? Now you have! Divine Distillers makes every liquid a human would like to drink. Like to drink. They don't make things you don't, the humans don't want to drink. That's good business. 
They specialize in spirits, ready-to-drink cocktails, hard seltzers, and hard cider, garnering 38 awards from competitions around the world. You know how many awards I've won from competitions even locally? Zero. So this is impressive. Divine Distillers partners with local industry to support sustainability and encourage zero waste by making vodka from, say, Milk Way. They make brandy from smoke-taint Pinot Noir wine affected by local wildfires, I figured. And whiskey from beer, which breweries were unable to sell. This is exciting! Now look, I'm not going to lie. Divine Distillers straight up bribed us by sending us a half dozen beautiful bottles of spirits. And I mean, the presentation of these things is, in a word, gorgeous. And the liquor itself is kind of pretty. Janie is having uh, this Pandan rum. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's like Panda with an N at the end, um, which is a beautiful green. Uh, and she's mixing it with a little seltzer and honestly having a time of her life. So you got to go to divinedistillers.com, all the words spelled the way you would think they are. Look at their beautiful bottles. Look at their beautiful products. Get excited. Get hype. And buy yourself some booze. Don't you think you deserve it? Divine Distillers, thank you so much for sponsoring us. That is divinedistillers.com. Another wonderful listener of the pod. Laura Lee Barron, you know about her from previous episodes, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her right now. Whether you love them or you can't stand them. Can't stand them. (laughs) Surprises are a part of life. Man, aren't they? Edward Jones Financial Advisor Laura Lee Barron can help get you ready for whatever life throws at you, even the welcome surprises. She will work with you to meet your changing needs to help you end up where you want to be. And while there is never a good time to experience unexpected costs, she can help make them feel a little less unexpected. Is your current financial advisor really listening to you or just waiting for his turn to talk? Laura Lee is here for you, ready to listen. She wants to know what's important to you. She wants you to share your goals so you can work together to put you on the financial path that's right for you. So call Laura Lee Barron at 773-551-3437 or visit edwardjones.com slash Laura Lee dash Barron. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-E-B-E-R-A-N, Laura Lee-Barron, to schedule an appointment today, Edward Jones, member SIPC. What is Green Chef? Sometimes Paul's just sitting around asking, what is Green Chef? Yeah, I look up at the sky and I ask. Honey, it's a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of receipts to suit your prefs. Nourish your body all holiday long with flavorful meals made with clean ingredients. Choose from 80-plus weekly options that change every week. Featuring delicious, nutritionist-approved recipes, mix and match meals to meet your lifestyle's needs. 
Green Chef is the number one freaking meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you and not the other way around. And that's what I like <laughs> to get a break. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all the packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. They deliver everything you need to eat clean the easy way this December. Nourish your bod with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved receipts packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. So, please, go to greenchef.com slash 60 homekins and use code 60 homekins to get 60% off. That's insane. Plus, (laughs) 20% off your next two months. What? Greenchef.com slash 60 homekins. Use code 60 homekins to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Thank you, Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors. <laughs> Divine Distillers, Laura Lee Baring, Green Chef. You guys rock. <laughs> you guys rock. You're badass rock stars. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like thinking about something insane that I saw on the internet this week. Which was that, like, I guess... I'm not on Twitter anymore because I can't get back on there. (laughs) I can't either. Uh, It's funny. Although one time I clicked (laughs) on it this week and I was able to get on this Day of Homekins through this Day of Homekins one, which... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. I I only try to go back there to delete my account and I can't Can't get into it. I can't get into mine either. Anyway, but, you know, people will screenshot things and share them on other platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, like, Elon Musk, who's, like, the greediest man in the world, said that people who don't have children or choose not to have children Mm -hmm. are selfish. Wow. He finally got around to that idea? But I just don't think it's, like, funny. Like, he's, like, the greediest human alive. Yeah, of course. And And he's also also the most self-obsessed person. Like, his children are doomed. They're going to have a lot of shit to do to make their lives happy. Once they become old enough to be to completely away from him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like that argument is so, it's so funny, funny how this guy. It's a funny argument. This guy stumbles on these ideas way after they've been discussed. And he, he presents them as if they're new, like he thought of them. I don't, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I like, how is this person like existing in the universe? Yeah. I don't understand. He really is just a fucking idiot. He, he's so stupid. Oh, I think he's like on drugs or something. Oh, probably, yeah. But he's also stupid. But I also just am like, why is he even like, why does he care? Like, he wants people to have babies? No, he doesn't give a shit. Or he thinks he's smugly superior because he had babies? That for sure. But honestly, this is an idea that he heard from somewhere else. And he's like, wow, that's brilliant. (laughs) And so the reason, so in other words, like the reason he had babies was because he's so like unselfish. No, of course. I mean, by unselfishness. I guess he'll tell himself that. That's why he did it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're truly not selfish, then why aren't you adopting children? 
if you're truly not selfish, then why aren't you shutting the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> because like every time you open your mouth, yeah, it's exhausting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like exhausting to the world. I know. I and, know. And it's like <laughs> I do like one of the things that is good about being off of Twitter for this past year is that I even though I hear about him a bunch, I hear about him so much less. Because Twitter, when once he took over Twitter, it became all about him. I know, but I'm still mad that he bought Twitter at yeah. all because yeah, yeah. I liked being on Twitter. I liked it for a long time. And then it's funny, we were at a gathering last week and we were we were reminiscing fondly about how fun Twitter used to be. Yeah, it used to be fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then like starting in 2016, it really... Really, it just went on a um, downward I know spiral. The mi- I know the minute it started bad to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was the night of the election. Yeah. I think when he actually won. Like people started coming after me, like for saying. Yeah. Like how I felt about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were like, you little, you know, whatever. You snowflake. Do you think you they still snowflake. use that? I don't see how they have a leg to stand on. Triggered to, much snowflake. <laughs> how did, how would they have a leg to stand on to use that when they are so triggered? But that's the by cr- bathroom. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's that's the whole thing. Is it's all there's so much projection that happens. It's like so. Uh, I don't know. How are we? How are we going to become uh, rested? Recharged. How are we going to find our energy source? You mean we as a people? No, I was basically just saying me and you, but yeah, we as a people. Girl, I don't know. I tell you what, I am looking forward to the holidays. After all that? Despite after the, all that, you, you know, just said. Yeah, you know why? You're sick of this shit. You know why? <laughs> because the holidays are not all about gifts. You consumer. <laughs> they are all about gifts. <laughs> What do you think? I can't wait when they, I love when they drop Oprah's favorite things. I started listening to Christmas music and it's really making me happy. <laughs> like driving around in the car listening to Christmas okay, music. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. I have really enjoyed it. Oh my God, the other day. Okay. Oh, okay. let's talk about last night. Oh, I forgot. Okay. How could I have forgotten so, last night this soon? I know. There is a oh my gosh. restaurant here. I'm sure we've mentioned it before. It's um, a it's a Scot- it's of a Scottish theme. We call it the Scottish place. It's bad luck to say its real name. It's called the Tama Shanter. Yes, one of Hollywood's one of Los Angeles's oldest restaurants. It was Walt Disney's favorite restaurant. Walt Disney's favorite. His table has a plaque on it. That's right. I've he- never gotten to sit at that table, by the way. Oh, really? You can request it. Well, I. I- it's a small table, <laughs> so it's. I think it's for parties of two, maybe four. Okay. Yeah. Um, but every year for Christmas, they decorate the shit out of the place. They have, uh, multiple quartets of Victorian carolers roaming around. Yeah. We've definitely talked about it before, but if yes. you haven't listened to the podcast before, this yeah. is the theme. And so this ev- is the Christmas theme every year, uh, I end up going multiple times. Well, I do. By osmosis, three. I have some standing, some standing uh, uh, traditions, uh, annual dinners, like super ego, super ego. You my guys friend Scott go Carter. and like, yeah. Yes. 
And it's really, it's lovely. It's, it's fun really fun. Because then you get to like request your Christmas carols and yes. stuff. So we had a friend, our friend Christine was coming in town and said, can we get dinner soon? And I immediately booked us a table at the TAM. Which was a little later than what I would have It was liked. 8.30 p.m., real European shit. Yeah, but it's fine because I had a class that went till 7. Yeah, and, but uh, the, here's yeah. what reminded me is that I had a recording uh, for the Neighborhood Listen, came home, and we had time to kill. I, was, I listened to the, the Charlie Brown Christmas album on the way home. Classic. And so it's dark out. Iconic. I got the heat on in the car. Iconic. I'm listening to the iconic, iconic Vince Guaraldi trio. <laughs> And then when I came home, we had, we still had time to kill, and so you were doing something else somewhere else in the yeah, house. Yeah, I was doing a cl- I, I Oh, did, you were doing a writing class. I have a writing class I'm taking on Zoom on Wednesday nights. So I was in the living room, put the lights down low, and I put some instrumental uh, Christmas music on speakers, the Dallas brass. It did sound nice through the door. Right. And I was on the Zoom, I closed, but... I, I classically rested my eyes, <laughs> and it was so pleasant. It was so pleasant. So... Yeah, I walked out, and you were, like, sitting on the couch with your, like, asleep. It's so great. And I was like, uh, we're leaving here in five minutes. <laughs> and I was ready to go. Okay, yeah. So, um, we get to the restaurant, and we see that there are fire trucks yeah. and a paramedic van... Uh, paramedic van parked in the in the driveway, the parking lot, and all the lights on them are all flashing, yes. and they're like blocking the. Dro- we parked on the street, but they're like blocking the entrance to the Tamashanter. Yes, so we to to the to the parking lot, yes. not to the door. So we so we go in. The rest of our party is already there, and we're like, and we're like what's, what's going happening? On? Something they, going on? They don't quite know the details. We're now we're conjecturing. Okay, someone probably had a heart attack. It's his, you know, prime rib place. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I mean, you know, in today's times, like, there could have been, like, a shooting or something. Well, yes, but I think I don't think they'd still be open well, if there, there was no a shooting. Well, there were no cops there. Yes. It was only the fire trucks and the paramedics. Yes, and um, so our friends told us that they saw a, a party of seven when they arrived, they saw a party of seven at the hostess, at the host station saying, in light of everything that's happened, I think we'd like to reschedule our dinner. And yeah, so, so now we're like, like what, what the going fuck? On? What yeah. happened here? So we're thinking, probably somebody had a heart attack. You know, if the paramedics are here, then we were saying, I wonder how often that happens because it is a meat place. It's like an, it's an older clientele. You know what I mean? And so we get seated and we run into... Our friends Chris, Chris and Sarah. Chris Tallman and, yeah. Sarah Stannard and their kids, and they fill us in. Because they were in the middle of their dinner. Yes. Somebody had a heart attack, and somebody else ran through the restaurant yelling, Is there a doctor in the house? This person's having a heart attack. Which, okay, you know what's so funny? When If somebody... Like, would the first thing you yell be, is there a doctor in the house? I feel like the first thing I would yell would be like, call 911, call 911. Probably. Maybe somebody else was already doing that, to be fair. 
somebody or, at the table. And then I might be like, does anyone know CPR? Or, you know, right. I don't know. Like, it's just, is there a doctor in the house? Seems so funny to me. I know. But what a, I mean, you got to Because it's you like a admit, thing that was like on a movie. I or know something. when you get to say it, it's kind of a victory. So that's all we knew. And then we talked uh, today to our friend. To Jessica. Jessica, who's, who is a, a Tam queen. Tam Queen. She goes multiple times over the Christmas season. And also her dad is actually Scottish. She's actually Scottish. So she's got Scottish connections. Yeah. So she tells us, it turns out she was there last night. She got there. She was there a half hour earlier They were like in another room or another. Yeah, we had no idea she was there. Yeah. Because the place has like all these little rooms. And so she texted us today and said, at the start of our meal, a waitress ran in the side room we were in and yelled, is there a doctor in the house? Anyone who can do CPR, like out of a movie. And everyone looked around dumbfounded. Yeah. And one of the Christmas carolers ran through the room yelling, I can perform CPR. Oh, my God. Our waitress told us it was a lady choking who died and then was resuscitated by a caroler. Wait, like, I don't know how this lady was able to pronounce this person dead. Wait, she said it was a lady who died and then was resuscitated from yeah. the dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like brought to life by the dead? According the- to this lady, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think she probably wasn't dead. She was probably like I think so, too. I think so, too. I think she probably wasn't dead and brought back to life by a man in a top hat. she was choking, not a heart attack. So we've got two different stories. Because you don't need CPR if you're choking. You need uh, the Heimlich. That's true. So, I don't know. Uh, so the waitress may have gotten that wrong. I mean, the waitress is also the person who said that the person died. So maybe that's and not was maybe that's not the the account yeah. we should rely on. But more that somebody had a heart attack. More like that. Some there was an incident where somebody was in distress. They passed out. There yeah. was CPR done on them. They were taken to, para- hopefully yeah. they are now under medical care and like recovering. And we don't know. Jess goes on. And then our waitress told us every December, at least two people choke in the restaurant. And last year, someone died. <laughs> now, on. again, this is, <laughs> this is the waitress who said that somebody died and was brought back to life by Victorian Maybe CPR. Maybe this waitress is killing people. <gasps> It seems like the this com- is exciting. The common denominator is this waitress. Yeah, yeah. Does she work every shift? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they uh, should they should see who is waiting on the people who choke every year. Yeah, and see if they can draw a line. Get the, get out your red yarn, Tam O'Shanter. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And so anyway, we ended up just like having our weird middle of the night dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just like hoped that the person was okay. We just, we don't know. Apparently we were told that they were conscious when they left. So that's We were told that. Yeah. But on the other hand, I feel like they would say anything to keep us in Keep the butts in the seats. They would say anything. Look, man, if people are choking there every year, (laughs) I think they're okay. I mean, that's, I don't want to die at the Tamashanter. That's not where I want to die. I mean, I don't want to die choking on food for sure. For sure. 
I think about it all the time. Like, cause sometimes I eat in my car, mm-hmm. like alone. Like, okay, I got a bunch of these Jordan almonds the other day. <laughs> I'm like, I know, like, I have a problem when I see Jordan almonds. Janie loves Jordan almonds. When I, I if I have them, like, I just can't stop eating them, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like. And so I got some, and of course I opened them in mm-hmm. my car, like before I got home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, they're kind of like a hard candy at first. So, like, I'm sucking on them. Are you suck on them? You don't just bite them like a peanut M and M. Sometimes I bite them like a peanut M and M, and sometimes I suck on it <laughs> to like soften it a little bit, oh, and then I bite on it. Wait, why are you like making that. these faces? It sounds gross to me. What are you talking about? Hard candy. What do you what do you do with hard candy? You just chew it? Well, but hard candies are not coated like Jordan almonds are. But it's a hard candy shell and it's like a thick shell. It's a hard candy shell. Is it a hard candy Christmas? <laughs> Did I send you the video of the the woman dancing with her dog to that Dolly Parton song? No. What the fuck is the name of that song? It's a hard song. Hard candy about, Christmas. No, no, no. It's a song about a dog. The dog's name is Cracker Jack or some shit. Oh, right. Okay, this yeah. This woman did a whole routine. It was like a border collie, I think. <laughs> like, and it's honestly, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> all right, I gotta look it up. <laughs> anyway, so I'm eating the Jordan almonds in my car, and I'm just like popping them in my mouth, like whenever. And I and I, I'm like, what if I fucking choke on one of these? Yeah. While I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought that would be like really fucking embarrassing. Because you're trying to break it down with your tongue and then it becomes like a big pill that gets <laughs> slides down, gets lodged Sli- in your throat. It might like slide into my throat and lodge into my windpipe. I don't know if you're going to remember this, but a friend of your mom's told us once that they knew somebody who tried to swallow like a Tylenol or something and it got lodged in some crevice in their esophagus or something, and then just stayed there and then later became a problem, like, after a few weeks. And she's telling the story, and I'm like, wait, huh? How does this, how do you walk around with a pill, like, in your neck and you don't go to a doctor as soon as you possibly can and say, hey, can you get this thing out? That doesn't, well, because did she think that she had swallowed it fully or something? Well, that's the thing, because the story is being presented as be careful when you swallow pills because you might get one lodged. How would you not know? Are you sure my mom didn't tell you the story? I am positive. Because I'm if positive. it's my mom, <laughs> I'm positive it's like, your mom. there's definitely wrong things. It was not like your my mom. mom does not get any story right <laughs> ever. I mean, that's not ever untrue. I don't remember ever hearing a story like that. I don't might not have been present when this story was. You may not have been present, yeah. But I think about it every time I have to take a pill, for sure. Well, swallowing pills can be kind of scary. I mean. Yeah. The worst is when you have to take a pill and you have to, like, cup your hands under a faucet to do it. Because yeah, I don't like that. It's you have to the timing has to be just like right. Because you're also like bending over, and you need to be standing up to have yeah. the pill go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, timing is timing is crucial. <laughs> I always have to take a pill in the middle of the night. Yeah, because I have this medicine that I have to take for the rest of my it's life. It's called Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take it around the same time every day for the rest of my life. But have, why is it the middle of the night? 
Well, I'll tell you, because you're not supposed to have eaten anything Mm -hmm. or eat anything Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. for like an hour before, hour after, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like to keep it like consistent, like the endocrinologist was like a lot of my clients just take it in the middle of the night. Like if you get up in the middle of the night, like I always get up in the middle of the night at least once to go to the bathroom. Right. And so... I was like, oh, that's smart because your your stomach is empty. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I'm always like scared. It's not a big pill though. It's like really little. But I'm like always scared. I'm like, am I going to choke on this pill? I'm like, Paul <laughs> it's such a is small like- pill. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of adorable actually. It's when like I see that little pill, like, oh. I always said it right by, because I said it right by yeah. the bed every night. Yeah. It's like your little, your it's teddy bear. My- <laughs> It's so You stay right here. It's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? I don't know. And then I just have to take it. And then and then I'm like, if I choke on this and Paul's like out like a light. And I'm like not able to like convey to you like I need the Heimlich. I'm I'm never first of all, I wish I slept that deeply. Good point. That is I a good point. I think you'd be able to rouse me very, very easily. Yeah, but like sometimes like you're not like a, with it right off the bat. <laughs> I do often ask, where am I? <laughs> do you know? Okay. So now I have to talk about a thing. This is blatantly stealing content from another podcast. Mm, we could rebrand our, we could rebrand our podcast and call it stealing content, like stealing home, but stealing content. Right. 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 Like then the podcast could just be we just listen stealing. To, we listen to other podcasts. Yeah. Note things that we want to talk about based on what they've said. That sounds fun to me, actually. It actually does sound a fun. A lot of times when I, easy. I am listening to other people's <laughs> co- podcasts, I'm like, I want to join the conversation. And this mm. could be a way like we could join the conversation. Right. Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of the Too Scary Didn't Watch podcast. Okay. I've guested on it multiple times. And so one of the hosts, Sammy, was saying... That she learned something she had been doing. She just learned that she'd been doing something wrong that she didn't realize she'd been doing something wrong for years. Okay. (laughs) And that is, according to somebody, I think she saw this online, I think. When you brush your teeth. I was, wait, wait. Did you just Uh, hear this too? No, but I thought... I want before you were about to say. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, can I guess what it was? Uh-huh. And I was going to say, it was something about brushing teeth. When you brush your teeth, you're supposed to spit out the excess, but you're not supposed to rinse your mouth. What? You're not supposed to rinse your fucking mouth. I don't believe that. You're sp- I don't believe it either. And as they said on the podcast, no dentist has ever said that to me. Well, first of all, have you ever gone to the dentist and then they like clean your teeth? Yeah. And then them go, don't rinse. No. No. They are rin- they are literally squirting. They hand you the cup. No, they're squirting that yes. little hose on exactly. you. Exactly. And they're like, did I get it all? That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Okay, here's why I think that's bullshit. <laughs> it's probably you know what it was? It's probably some TikTok bullshit. 
Do you know Ooh, what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Like a TikTok bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Like, I just found out I was doing this wrong. And they make up something just because they want to go viral. Did or... you know you have been doing this wrong? I don't watch TikTok, so you even doing that voice is weird to me. You've heard but... that voice. Come on. Okay, but, okay. So I know that that is messed up because I actually heard a dentist talking about this, and it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. When, like, in the morning, I drink coffee. Yeah. And... He was pointing out that, um, like, it's very acidic. It's not amazing for your the enamel on your teeth, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, to go straight from drinking coffee to, like, brushing your teeth right. is harsh. Like, there's a pH oh. kind of imbalance. Okay. And he was like, and he was like, I would, you know, like, wait, you know, a, a minute or, like, wait some time before doing it, or if you want to, like, change the pH in your mouth, mm-hmm. swish some water around first in your mouth before you do the brush. That's And good. so I've been, like, practicing, like, if I have a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. I swish some water around before I fully clean my mouth and brush my mouth. See, I teeth. brush my teeth with the coffee. <laughs> now, I've, that, I'm glad to hear that because that's pretty much what I do. I wait until after I'm done having my breakfast to brush my teeth. Some people brush their teeth before breakfast, which seems... I've done that before. Like, if I'm a guest in someone's house or something and I'm going downstairs, I'm like, I don't want to go downstairs. Yeah. But if I'm in my own house alone... Yeah. And I'm just rolling out... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your own house alone. I'd love to see it sometime, by the way. (laughs) I can't believe after all this time we haven't been to each other's houses. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm in our house. And you're here too. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here too. You're somewhere around. I'm you're in the vicinity. You're <laughs> <laughs> then when I'm by myself, <laughs> I mean alone together. When yeah. we're when I'm alone together. Yes, yes, yes. I just get my coffee. Yeah. I don't brush and then get... I think it's it's like... I don't know. I don't brush and drink the coffee in the house. Now, if I were going out to get coffee, mm-hmm. I would brush before I leave the house. Yeah, that's what I would do too. If I had to leave... Because like some people don't drink coffee in their own house. Yeah, I don't... I, I feel, I feel bad for those expensive. people. expensive. Now, look... Well, you might have to just, like, run out the door, like, I know, I know. Everyone has their thing that brings them joy. To me, like, the luxury of drinking coffee at home is so wonderful. I hate drinking coffee from a coffee place. I don't mind it, but I, I don't... I'm not someone that can leave the house without a coffee. Yeah. Like, like... Okay, like I worked this week and I knew there was going to be coffee on the mm. set. But you just knew it. 
Well, yeah, like because yeah. it's crafty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, but I can't really leave the house. Like, so I set my alarm like at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that I could have at least a cup of coffee here before I went there. Yes. I do the same thing. Like, even if it's like 4 a.m. I do the like, same thing. Like, if the thing. call time is like in the middle of the night, I'll do it because yeah. I just feel like I need it to get out of the house. Yeah. I mean, like, I will. Like I, a boost. I'll, I'll fill up a travel mug and go. But I like to have my own yeah, I had coffee. My ca- I had my travel mug with. I took but my I also, travel mug. My relationship with coffee is I like it in the morning and I don't like it any other time. You know what I mean? I like to have my coffee with my breakfast. First I eat my breakfast, then I have my coffee. And that's it. Which drink, is messed up. I, drink I my t- <laughs> have my coffee. I have to have coffee before anything. Right. I'm not allowed to talk to you, according to your mug. <laughs> Don't even talk to me. She looks, folks. Ha- she points to the mug, <laughs> and then she does the little, the, you know, turn don't lock, even talk to me. Tick until a lock. I had my coffee. <laughs> I don't want to drink coffee. I wish I could quit coffee. Actually, I know because I feel like it. Um, because of my anxiety disorder, mm. I think it like feeds it like a like a fucking plague. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much do you drink in the morning? Like two cups. So do I. Well, what is 2024? Is the year we give up everything? God, what? Everything? <laughs> God damn. I mean, we were just like, right before we started recording this, we were talking about like how, how middle-aged we are. <laughs> Guys, we're so middle-aged. You wouldn't believe it if you saw it. <laughs> I mean, look. However middle-aged you think we are, we're even more. I know I'm a really middle-aged 30s, and it's weird, but some people are old souls. So true. So true. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, we had to start, like, changing. We need to change some things. Yeah, it's true. I got to get, I want to get healthy again for the new year. What are we going to do? I Okay. I just want to take care of myself Wait, but get this. Okay, someone I know posted online. Uh, Okay. I thought this was going to, like, eventually lead to Jesus. (laughs) No. Someone I know said something that really stuck with me one time. (laughs) It was uh, the good news. Okay, so basically, like, okay, someone I know. Oh, you know what I really wanted to talk about? And I cannot believe we just, like, we're now we're nearing the end. What? And I feel like I can't introduce this shit. What? So we watched this documentary called Love Has Won. Oh, my God. And it was this cult documentary, which, okay, this is what, this all kind of ties in together a little bit. Because um, someone I know online, they, they got an amazing shape like in the past six months uh, like I saw them on the first day of the strike and then like months later she was like I, I'm you know you know marking her her journey her health mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. and she was doing this app that was I, I looked it up it's like some fitness influencer chick mm-hmm. started this app that everyone follows her workouts because they make them accessible Mm-hmm. To people who are like not fitness people or like they're intimidated. It's really more for women or whatever, but I'm sure men can do it too. Right. And I was like intrigued because 
I was reading the reviews about this app and how, you know, like you, you, you basically do like a, I don't know, like a six week commitment Mm -hmm. and you do everything she says. And if you miss it, you miss it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't go back. So you try to like complete it a hundred percent, but you might get, I don't know, like 65% or 70%. And then you're still like better off than when you started. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I took a note of it. I think it's called alive or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know how much it costs or whatever. Anyway, so I was like thinking, so then we watched this this documentary called Love Has Won. Like I get into these cult documentaries. I, I'm just fascinated by, by the psychology mm-hmm. of people who become indoctrinated yeah. into cults and how there's always like an element of like Food, like food is always like a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like the cult stuff, like mm-hmm. how they monitor what you eat or make you eat things or, or, or whatever. And I'm like, why can't I get indoctrinated in a cult that is like you will exercise three times a week or, or you will go to or like you'll go to hell or you whatever, like the re- repercussions of what you like, whatever it is. Right. Like you have to serve your master. And if you don't exercise at least 30 minutes for three mm. times a week, <laughs> I mean, that's all I want. That's all I'm asking for. I, mean, I have the cult for you. Are you ready? Yeah. It's called the army. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sleep on those mattresses. <laughs> you know that would not. Like, it'd be like pri- you couldn't do it. Private you Benjamin couldn't do it all over here. <laughs> it, like, Private Benjamin. Anyways, so we got intrigued by this cult documentary. It's three parts. It's on Max. And um, there was, like, an interview in the LA Times with the documentary filmmaker. And the headline alone was insane. <laughs> which was, like, Love is One documentary tells the story of how Amy something went from McDonald's manager to mummy. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing headline. And so we, so, and everyone was like talking about online. So, so we watched this cult documentary and I like, and I've seen them all. I've Mm -hmm. seen them all. I watched twin flames on Netflix. I I've seen uh, the vow, then the podcast, uh, the source family, the like the the wild, wild, whatever lady, the wild wild country, the everything I've, uh, you know, I've done the deep dive on the Manson shit. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I have like, you know, a bit of intrigue over cults and stuff. And I have to say that this particular documentary made me physically ill. Mm. Like we got to the end of it. It was tough. I was like nauseated by these people and disgusted by them on such a level that I, I had like such a bad reaction, but like I, I couldn't believe how crazy the cult was. Yeah. But I will say that they were like always talking about how they live in 5d that their cult was special yeah. because they live in 5D, but like everybody else, like, you know, like the man or like taxpayers or, yeah. you know, what, uh, you know, just like, you know, basic bitches or whatever live in 3D. We're just stuck here in 3D. We're stuck in 3D. Yeah. And so like the whole, so now like for weeks I've been like telling Paul like he's so 3D. Or, it kind of <laughs> creeps me out when you say 
I know you don't like it because I'm like, that is so 3D. Because you talk, it's more when you talk about how great it will be when you get to 5D. That's the thing that really disturbs me. But right, because like, yeah, keep going, sorry. What's so funny, I'm not funny, but what's, the, the thing about that cult is that it's sort of like what people assume cults are, but these people are actually doing it. It's all based on getting fucked up. So they were doing drugs all the time. All the time. They're drinking all the time. All the time. This woman essentially, this mother, mother God, God. Mother God. Fucking drank herself to death, you know. Wow. And, well, she did all this other stuff, but, but because she was drinking herself to death. Yeah. And that made it worse. And it was, <laughs> she was taking silver. Colloidal silver. Colloidal silver, turning her skin blue and like. God damn, it was grim. And they like refused grim. to get her like medical care because that was 3D. That that's pretty 3D. And she had to she had to write down like whatever you do, don't take me to the hospital. And so even at the when she was clearly dying, and somebody was like, Should we take her to the hospital? She's like, No, she said no. Yeah, it was like it was like kind of monstrous, really. It's really bleak. And at one point, the one the the, the moment that really stands out to me is when she has died, and they're just keeping her there in the bed. She's a mummy. She's be, uh, she's, this is before she becomes a mummy. Oh. Where they're saying, you know, she's not dead. She's just in this whatever state, and they have some sort of, you know, Geiger counter thing that they're like, look how much electromagnetic energy she's giving off, you know, and they hold it up to her foot, and, you know, the dial goes crazy, and it's like, look at me, and then... Hold it to her own hand. Nothing's happening. It's like, she's full of silver. (laughs) (laughs) Her body is full of silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so... That's not kinetic energy that she's giving off. It's really one of the, like, more out there things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get, like, then I get in my head about what is America. Because, like, we're based on religious freedom. Yeah. But then... Cults technically are illegal, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm kind of like, wait, are we the land of the free where people can take colloidal silver and be like and get themselves mummified? Yeah, like <laughs> is that like is that freedom or is I don't know? Like I get in my, I really get in my head because yeah, like course. people, people like lose their family members over this, but then yeah. it's like, but they're adults and they choose. It's just a people very, lose their family members to Christianity too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it, and vice versa. In politics, if you're not a Christian, yeah. But it gets into a larger conversation about religion that we just don't want to have as a society, and I think as a as a globe, like. You know, what are we getting out of religion today? And who's in charge of it? And but if they're all like consenting to this. Yeah, I know. I like, know. I don't know what or are they? Yeah. Are they like have their brains like can your brains? I mean, coercive control is like a thing. Well, that's the thing, because you in know, most cults, like, a real thing. like like a Keith Raniere, whatever. Yeah. You you see the coercive control. They They hit all these things. And it is like the thing of you might think you're cult proof, but you never know when you might meet somebody 
if you're at a low point or you're oh, you're yeah. vulnerable. Well, like Teal Swan. Like if yeah. I'm at, if I'm at Teal Swan low, I I could see. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's so like ethereal yeah. and you know. And by the time you're with a group of people and you're all listening to this, it's too late. It's when they get you they get you early when you don't think you're in a cult. It's not like you, all of a sudden you wake up and like, "Oh no, I'm I'm with a bunch of weirdos. I'm in a cult." You know, it's too late by that point. But with the with the Mother God cult, it was yeah. like what were they these people just wanted to fucking party. They were also like Part like their whole cult belief system was very um, like a real quilt of different. So there was so many ideas. It's like, what are you talking about? Like they and uh, some of it was like QAnon, like uh, yeah. co- like overlapped with like the online Absolutely. like message board stuff. Yes, where people were being and they believed like Robin Williams talked to. Mother God and yes. that like <laughs> one of her avatars, yes. Yeah. And it was like, okay. Yeah. But that's just made up then. Yeah. That's just made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just becomes look, she was I don't think she believed any of that shit. I think, I think she, she was she had a mental illness. I that's think she I had think. a mental illness, and I think when she was under the influence of various substances, yes. she'd be like, wait, it actually is true. But there were moments uh where, you know, the one guy said where they'd be hanging out, she's like, I, I'm not God. I know that I'm not. I know I'm not. And then this guy's like, no, you are, which reminded me of the Source family. But uh, the idea that it's like uh, in, in a previous life, I was Gandhi. I was Martin yeah. Luther King. I was Marilyn Monroe. It's like <laughs> yeah. just, just, so it goes just from every, like, like iconic. Yeah, people who are freedom fighters and uh, so then uh, just famous people. <laughs> It was so like disturbing. I yeah. I don't even know. And yeah, I don't know if I could recommend people watch it. I told people that it was gross, like before they watched yeah. it. Like I let, like I was like, I, I I do want you to watch it to talk about it, but let, I have to let you know that like, it made me nauseated. Yeah. If you are hi cuckoo, Ooh, cuckoo. If you are if Coming you are if you are accustomed to watching these types of things, you can watch it. But if you're not, I would say it's. It's sad, it's enraging, and it's a it's just a real bummer, you know? But then you're just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, if they want to get off doing this, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But I don't know broken, what to think I about it. I, I, look, I, it, of course it is. It's easy for us who are not living this way to look at these people and say, these are broken people. And then I wonder about cult leaders too, if they like set out to be them Mm -hmm. or it becomes clear they can become one. And so they take it as they just keep going to the edge of as far as they can take it. Yeah. And, and if they keep allowing to be the powerful person, Mm -hmm. like they say more and more outrageous things about themselves to see how much people will believe it. And then they realize they can become one. But it's never because it's never their first thing. It's always they've tried to do other things and didn't succeed the way they wanted to succeed. So then they end up being like, I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell spirituality. I'm going to sell a way of life, a way to fix yourself. um, After they've tried these things, Keith Raniere tried a bunch of shit first. L. Ron Hubbard, like they always do something else. 
And then it's like, wait, what if I did this? You know? But they're not like, like I, like I made a conscious decision. Like I want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to study this craft. I'm going to hone it. I'm going to learn different techniques. I'm going to find my own way in Mm -hmm. with this and be a part of this machine that tells stories. I mean, right. But so like no one wakes up and says, I want to be a cult leader. The only guy I can think of is uh, an old friend of mine. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, he woke up and said, I want to be a co-leader? No, but he he's the only guy I can think of who from childhood was like, this is what I'm going to do. In a way, like um, <laughs> that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes, who oh, um, cre- created the fake blood uh, yeah. machine and is going to prison for mm-hmm. her like extortion and, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, like whatever it is, whatever yeah. the crimes were called. Fraud. Apparently, like, in her childhood, like, she was like, I want to be, like, great. Like, she mm-hmm. said it. or so, Like, I want to be rich yeah. and great or whatever. Yeah. And, like... Oh, no, there's people that think that from early on, but then I don't think they necessarily think cult. That's the way I'm going to do it. I think they arrive at that, you know, because I think they try... I think they always try other fields first. Okay. You know? I mean... For her, I think it was just... It was not... She didn't know what else to... She didn't know else how to make it happen, so she just lied, you know, saying, like, it'll, it'll, it'll be filled in later. Yes. I'm, I'm willing to believe that she genuinely thought, like, I'll just fucking go out there and say I've done it, and then I'll just buy some time, and then eventually I'll make it happen. But she didn't know what she was fucking doing. Yeah, the book about uh, the Bad Blood book, I think it's called, uh, that book was like an amazing reporting of how that story unfolded. Yeah. Like very good uh, nonfiction that reads like a fiction book. We live in crazy times. (laughs) Speaking of books, do you have any recommendations for the people? Well, because I think I recommended it on the last one, but I'm still reading it. It's a long book. The Barbara Streisand memoir, because yeah. I'm like only halfway in. It's literally like a phone book. Right. But I will say I am like enjoying her, her journey, her career mm-hmm. and like her, what, you know, what she was thinking at every step of the way mm-hmm. and what, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's, she's like a, she's like a boss bitch. She's like, yeah. a, you know, like she, sure. she was, you know, I, I know I talked about that. What about you? Uh, Slow Horses is back on Apple TV. Very happy about that. Um, Dropout TV, as I've mentioned. Dropout TV. Um, uh, I don't know if I've talked much about the neighborhood. Listen, but we're back um, doing that podcast, and it's um, free wherever you get your podcasts. And if you sign up at cbbworld.com on the Maximus tier, you will get bonus episodes, which are really fun. Um, But I. It's the neighborhood listen is so much fun to do. And if you haven't listened to it, I I honestly recommend going back to the beginning because there's a there's a fair amount of world building that goes on, but you don't have to. You can just drop in anytime okay. and it's fun. Great. But uh yeah. But I also want to recommend a podcast called I oh I gotta get the title because I think I think I say it wrong every time. Um and I recommended this. A couple years ago. 
on this podcast? Yes. Okay. While you're looking, I'll do my podcast recommendation to buy you some time. Yes, do it. So I listened to this documentary series podcast called Think Twice, and it was about thinking twice about Michael Jackson's legacy, and it was fascinating and also, you know, I don't know, kind of sad. Like, I I think about Michael Jackson a lot, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have, like, I think, like, a lot of fans of his like conflicting emotions well his whole story is very so sad. sad i know it's very sad it's so sad yeah. and it's like and he was so talented I and mean, he had yeah. so much talent and and um you know i mean i i think he did the things that he was accused of um yeah. i have no reason to disbelieve his accusers yeah um but I thought that the podcast was an interesting journey into, and it doesn't answer it necessarily, although I walked away feeling things answered for myself more about Mm -hmm. separating the art from the artist and all that, you know, that age old question and kind of like how we think about these people who are like, it's like how, I guess like that, that Cosby documentary that Kamal Bell did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like, yeah. Sort sort of like, um, I don't know, like examining the art and then the person and trying mm-hmm. to kind of make sense of people yeah. and like, but also looking at their own, their trauma too, like not excusing it, but understanding humanity in a deeper way. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that podcast series uh, as much as you can enjoy a story that gets <laughs> kind of dark, but right. yeah. That was my recommendation, guys. Okay, so the name of the show is Only Wrong Answers. Okay. And this is Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney from Australia. They are known as the Kates down there. Really funny. Uh, um, uh, Comedy creators, they have made these several amazing uh, shows in Australia. Um, And the podcast started in 2019. And... They put out one episode in 2019, two in 2020. Okay, so it's easy to catch up, it sounds like. And I completely forgot about this podcast. And then all of a sudden, November 8th, episode four came out. Are you kidding? So their whole thing is just like every year? No, they, they did not intend it to be that way. And on the podcast, they... They poke fun at it by saying that they have been recording this whole time and that they've never taken a break. But I was astonished when that new episode came out. And now they're up to six episodes. <laughs> do you, I, I wonder if people think about that because we do once a month roll out with Stay of Homekin. Right. Like they're like, but we've been, we've been we consistent with, with once a month. We have been, but if they're like, oh, I forgot this podcast existed and then a month rolls around and they're like, here it is well, again. Well, then I, I offer you this as comparison. But it's really funny. It's an advice podcast. People write into them. And what's great about it is that they usually will make it, whatever you're writing in about, they'll make it that it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) But they're really funny. They're both so funny. They create a show called Deadlock, which I think I've recommended here. Yes. um, That's on Amazon Prime. Um, And uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Well, as usual, guys. Oh, let me get some plugs. 
I thought you did. Neighborhood li- Listen and... Well, I got some live shows coming up, baby. Oh, excuse me for loving. December 17th, Lodge Room in Highland Park, Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Variatopia holiday special. You guys Very much looking come forward see to the it. holiday variety. If you are in Los Angeles and you don't come to this Sunday, December 17th show at Lodge Room, then I don't even know... You know what you're sorry doing. For you. I feel what, sorry for what you're you. doing with your life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you live. It's so good. I don't know how you live. You don't spit at the mirror when you see yourself. <laughs> and then in um, in February, I'm going back to Sketchfest. This will be the 21st annual San Francisco Sketchfest, and I'm doing a bunch of shows. We're doing Variatopia there uh, on Friday uh, uh, on Groundhog's Day. On Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Is it his day? Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I don't know. Um, then I'm doing Comedian Feud, which is not my show, but I'm, I'm part of it. Um, hosted by Jaquise Neal. Um, great lineup of teams where it's just comedians playing Family Feud. Tim Baltz, Eugene Cordero, Lauren Lapkus, Lamorne Morris, Tony Newsom, Open Mike Eagle, uh, and, uh, it, and more people. It's, it's going to be great. Great. Saturday the 3rd, Spontorco, that's me, Tony Newsom, Jana Varney, Eugene Cordero doing improv. And so wait, then, Friday is Variatopia, and then when is Comedian Feud? That's Saturday afternoon, and oh, then Saturday the evening, I'm doing Spontorco. So, so in the evening, okay. And then uh, Sunday afternoon, The Neighborhood Listen Live. This is our first time at Sketchfest. So you're doing four shows at Sketchfest? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So Friday night, two shows on Saturday, Neighborhood Listen Live on Sunday evening? On Sunday afternoon. Afternoon. Okay. All ticket links are findable at paulftompkins.com slash live. Yes. And you can always find it through our Substack too at Weekend Water. So true. There's a whole tab dedicated to Paul's live shows. Yeah. Follow us on Substack. Please follow us on Substack. We post so much content on our publication there called Weekend Water. And I don't know. The holidays are rolling around. There's still merch available uh, at kinshipgoods.com. Yes. Our wonderful merch partner. And guess what? You should go there anyway because in addition to the stuff that they made for us, they are an amazing store and they have a lot of fantastic stuff. Oh really my God. fun shirts, socks. That's where I'm like shopping all for kinds Christmas. of things. I'm going oh, to kinshipgoods.com. Maybe I'm going to steal that from you and do it as well. I told you I do the shopping for everyone, so. Hmm. Well, we'll see about that. Anyway, kinshipgoods.com, <laughs> our amazing merch partner, has uh, wonderful Christmas gifts Check out our sponsors, and we will... Well, oh, wait. This is the most (gasps) exciting thing. What? Oh, that's right! We have a Christmas movie watch-along. That's right. Do we say what it is, or do we just wait? Let's say what it is. It is free... It's for free. everyone. Free for everyone. This is not this even is the free feed. Not even for our paid subscribers no. on Weekend Water, so the Substack. It's for the entire uh, listenership. It's for all ship. eight of you. <laughs> we watched the original Miracle on 34th Street. Great movie. And we had a ball. And we did a watch along, and we are, and that will drop Wednesday. There you go. It's ready to roll. There you go. Just in but time for the holiday to this, season. W- this podcast first. That's why I'm letting this come out first. And then That's right. Just in time for your weekend next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's man, it's a really, it's a lovely movie. Some real laughs in it, which I was We're surprised gonna at. We're going to try and do another holiday movie for our special uh, paid subscribers as well. Yes, We're we will do another figure, one. <laughs> figure out. We're thinking about doing do. like one of those Hallmark ones. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. So all there right. you go. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hope everyone has a great holiday season. We'll be back in the new year. And until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay strong. strong, baby.